So I don't think there's a one size fits all with any family is the biggest thing. So anything you can do to help simplify your week around meals is the key. So for some people that is planning every meal, for me, it's not. That is way too stressful. Welcome to Let's Not Sugarcoat It, a podcast about the real, raw, and unfiltered side of motherhood. We're your hosts, Bella, Alex, and Amy. Let's get into it, ladies. Okay, ladies, um, we again have another guest that I cannot wait to pick your brain. We have Kirsten Olson with us today. Kirsten is a holistic nutritionist and a culinary nutrition expert who loves to educate people on the link between food and their health by teaching a deeper understanding of food and providing everyday tools to put into action. She does this through working with clients one-on-one and in small groups, along with cooking classes and educational talks and workshops. Um, As someone who endured her own health crisis, she knows the importance of nourishment, but also creating balance to make it work in everyday life. Welcome, Kirsten. We're so happy to have you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So a few of us know you personally, and uh, but it's going to be great to know you, to talk to you in this capacity. Um, so tell us a little bit about what I'm curious about is tell me about your nutritional crisis that you went through to lead you to your path that you're on now. Yeah, for sure. So after our third child was born, so I had four kids or three kids in four years, and I ended up with an autoimmune disease called Hashimoto's thyroiditis mm. and followed by an inflammatory arthritis diagnosis as well. So um, with that, it came a lot of recommendations from medical professionals, but with the Hashimoto's, my doctor was really like, there's nothing we can do. And my outlook was when you have a hole in a boat, you don't wait for it to sink. Mm. So I just sort of started diving into my own research of what I could do, how I could support my health and where I would go from there. Mm, that's cool. So, and um, and then that led you to kind of obviously probably you were your own little experiment, kind of. Yeah, I wasn't actually even a holistic nutritionist at that point. Um, I was working in another career path, and part of that came with stress. Uh, management in my life. So I actually stepped away from that career path and just started researching and researching and researching, which led me to retraining in holistic nutrition and then culinary nutrition. Um, Just, I got really interested and was hearing the same stories over and over and decided I wanted to help people on their journeys. I nice. love it. So did you take a, like you went back and did a program or? Yeah, yeah. So I have a bachelor of science in kinesiology and then I went back and did um, my registered holistic nutrition certification through the Canadian School of Natural Nutrition. Oh, cool. And then I attended the Academy of Culinary Nutrition for my culinary expert, nutrition expert program. Nice. So tell me about what, what is, what makes you holistic nutrition. What does that mean? So it's really all of my protocols are looking at the whole person. So it's not just food or Mm. like counting calories and macros. It's really matching that with lifestyle recommendations. So, um, it's great to say that you need to eat all of these things. Um, but if that's not going to work, then that's not going to work, right? And as much as the food's important, if you lead a really stressful life and you're not using any um, tools to manage that stress or you're not sleeping or you're not moving your body, we really need to look at the whole person as well as supplementation and um, spiritual or just taking Mm self-care. So it's not just about the food when I give a recommendation. 
So it sounds really comprehensive. It's kind of all aspects to, because there is, I mean, health in general, health and wellness is a large, broad, it's not any one thing. It's not just diet. It's not just stress management. It's kind of all the whole package. Well, yeah, our bodies aren't really simple machines, right? So if we just focus on one thing, it may help for a short period of time, but it may not be sustainable or, yeah. So if I gave someone a diet that they couldn't follow, they might follow it for three months. But the idea is, Um, With my clients, I really focus on sustainable change. So I'm not looking for a quick fix. I'm looking for something that you can really adapt to uh, as a lifestyle. Nice. Mm. So how... Oh, sorry, sorry, go go ahead. No, go. Uh, So how hard was it for you to make those changes, right? Because obviously you know, we all have patterns in how we eat and, you know, mm-hmm. we come from different cultures, different foods. And then you discovered that you had, you were diagnosed with this, you know, autoimmune disorder. And like, how hard was it for you to make those changes? It was really difficult. And I still, to be honest, struggle with some of them and staying true to them mm-hmm. these days. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the biggest was I followed a very strict pro- protocol for a while, which was really lonely because it was hard to go to friend's house for dinner and be like, oh, I brought my own dinner, right? Yeah. <laughs> or go to restaurants. Um, yeah. I mean, we live in the Okanagan. We enjoy wine to not have alcohol, right? As a social part, it was really tricky. So it really took some adaptation. And that's where I realized the balance was the key. So it wasn't uh, do it all, be all, end all, zero or a hundred. Doing the best I could every day was mm-hmm. the key to the success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then doing the best you can at I that like particular that. <laughs> moment is yeah, giving yeah, yourself. Yeah, so that some the not grace. doing it doesn't add to your stress level, yeah, <laughs> right? Because well, yeah. you see that with so many people, right? They're willing to make these massive changes, but they do it for a month or two, and then yeah. they fall back into old habits. And it's like we don't need to do zero or a hundred. You know, mm-hmm. you can go. 10% today might be all you have. Yeah. But that 10% is better than not at all. And yeah. depending what your lifestyle looks like, as you said, right? Some people that travel a lot or if you're eating on the road a lot, like you, for sure you would have to take that into account. 100%, right? Because you have to do the best you can with what you have at your fingertips there. Right. So I know what like a lot of the work you say you said you did was with um, moms and parents and a lot of it around, say, meal planning you were talking about for parents to make it easier. I'd love to know more about that too. So I don't think there's a one size fits all with any family is the biggest thing. So anything you can do to help simplify your week around meals is the key. So for some people that is planning every meal. For me, it's not. That is way too stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan for our family five or six dinners a week and then have a few options for breakfast and lunches. So I really try to work with mums and, and well, anyone really, yeah. but um, it tends to be more women <laughs> that I see um, on just whatever is going to be easier for you that week. And we build, sometimes it's building on habits for months to bring that ease in. So it may be as simple as jotting down a few dinner ideas and making a grocery list and going to the grocery store with that list, mm-hmm. right? Or um, looking at your week and being like, okay, the kids are going here, here, and here. This week, I or this week I can cook dinner at home on Tuesday and Thursday, and then these other uh, days we're going to have to eat out, and just being intentional by those mm-hmm. days, and so that you're not just skipping through drive-throughs every day. Maybe you're doing that twice a week, and then the rest of the time you're cooking. Maybe on Sunday you have a uh, slower day, you can pre-cook some meals for the week. Mm-hmm. So it's really trying to. Um, get people more mindful and intentional about their foods for the week, not good or bad. Just being really realistic about I have this much time mm-hmm. these days and these are the meals I can 
cook in those days. Like there's nothing wrong with eggs and toast for dinner. And that's a really quick, simple one that you can make on as everyone's heading out the door. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, and that's a good point, you know, lots of busy lifestyles. And if your kids are in sports, I know some of these sports start kind of right at supper time. And so it's having to be able to be a little bit flexible with still getting nutrition in and at that time, right? Yeah, I feel like all three of my kids have sports right between 5.30 and 7 every night, right? So sometimes it's having dinner when they get home from school, but that's not always a luxury that all families have. Right. Um, So maybe it is packing a box lunch for dinner for them, right? But Mm. just being intentional and knowing that these days are busy. So I'm not going to try to make a roast beef dinner when everyone's going to every different activity. This is night that we're going to have this, this, and this. Yeah. Yeah. What do you you do for school lunches? Because I feel like this has always been a challenge. Like, I mean, we are big nut eaters in our family. It's a huge part of our life and we can't have nuts at school. Um, And just also not having access to warm things up all the time. So what do you usually do for lunches for your kids? Oh, it's the bane of my existence. Yeah, Yeah. right? (laughs) Because I have three kids and they all have three different tastes, right? So Mm. um, one of my kids, it's like a charcuterie board really that she gets for her lunch every day. So some Mm. meat, some cheese, um, veggies, some sort of fruit, applesauce, and then um, usually like a muffin or a cookie. Um, my son is in middle school. So that whole world of nuts has come back to us. So we can send pretty much anything. And he loves his peanut butter sandwiches and trail mix. And oh, then your school allows nuts? In middle school, yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. Okay, maybe I'll have that to look forward to. So that was definitely a whole new world that we welcomed mm-hmm. this year. But um, I really try to have some sort of protein, healthy fat, vegetable, and really whatever... Th- they'll eat because nourished is better than not nourished. Mm. Um, And we don't do a lot of packaged stuff just because I don't like garbage. (laughs) Um, But I mean, trying to bring as much whole foods in as you can. Yeah. I know my kids always say to me, mom, mom, how come you don't, you're not, you're not as nice as all the other moms. How come you don't buy bear claws and all those things? And I always say, I'm like, I just love you too much to send you. So you say the other moms don't love their kids. I'm like, no, I'm not saying that. (laughs) I know it's going to come bite you in the ass. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I did not say that. Yeah. Those are quite expensive They are. Right? So when you bring in the, yeah. So I try to bake (laughs) something once a week. I mean, my middle one loves to bake too. So sometimes... I'll task her with the baking. But mm, nice. So I try to do one baked thing, lots of vegetables and fruit, and then a sandwich or some sort of meats. And do you sneak some good stuff in that baking? Always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, then at least you have control over it, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I need a good recipe for some sort of a muffin where it's loaded with veggies and fiber and fiber and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So that, and then get them involved in doing it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I can't get them involved because they they see all that stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they want that's to eat true. It. true. That's, that's a good point. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. They're like, oh, this is just chocolate. You're like, oh no, it's zucchini. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that the uh, thing though? And, you know, is just having, I, I love that. Like, it's just a mindful approach. Even in supper, you know, a lot of times your your meals, if you sneak a few things in, they won't know and everybody's happy and they're eating and everybody's getting nutrition and they don't even know about it. Yeah. The key yeah. is pureeing all that stuff oh, so that yeah. they don't see it. Because even if I shred it, they'll still see it so you make it a puree nice oh, that's a food processor because the blender doesn't always do it doesn't <laughs> make it pure, pure. yeah yeah <laughs> so what are some of your go-to i mean i'm sure you have a lot but give us a little like what's a good healthy quick snack or a quick supper or something that you got that you do in your family yeah we do a lot of choose your adventure uh, meals mm. so um like tacos taco bowls 
Um, like a meat bowl with so a, some sort of meat and then rice or noodles um, because we do have two very selective eaters in our house that the more choice they have, the more likelihood they'll eat. Um, so then it's a lot of mm. cut up veggies. So cut up cucumbers and tomatoes. And then they have to, there's some parameters that you have to choose two or three colorful mm. items to add to the bowl. So we do a lot of tacos, homemade pizza, um, noodle bowls or rice bowls. And then snacks, I really am big on a fruit or veggie with something else. So I don't like to say no to my kids, but it's fruit or veggie first, glass of water first, and then you can have a treat. Mm. Um, because, you know, if I, otherwise it's an uphill battle, right? Like, can I have a cookie? Yeah. Can I have this? Yes, but eat your veggies first, right? First. So well, that's, yeah, that's smart. That's I like that. One. Water yeah. first, because my I feel like my kids don't drink enough water. Yeah. Most kids like, don't. You know, and I'm just like, and then they're hungry. They're yeah. scavenging, but because... They're thirsty. You're dehydrated. You're yeah. dehydrated. So they're just trying to quench the thirst with a cookie. Exactly. You know? <laughs> it's like, have some water. I drank at school. You've been home for four hours. Yeah. <laughs> I notice mine really eat when they're bored too. Yeah. Like they yeah. can go, you know, if they're if they're engaged in something else, you can't pin them down to eat. But the minute that like, you know, they don't have their gadgets or they're, it's like all of a sudden they're just eating like a linebacker. Mm. <laughs> it's like, where are you putting that? You know, we always have the conversation about how big your stomach is, yeah. right? And how, you know, they put something in, then you add water and it gets bigger and just always, you know, digestion and thinking about mm-hmm. how to break that down, right? And that's when I know if my kids are truly hungry is if they're hungry, they'll eat a veggies or mm-hmm. an apple. But if it's just that they're craving something or they're bored, then they won't. They'll be, yeah. yeah. I, don't I often that. have a veggie tray out for them too, so that they can pick away at it as they yeah. want. Mm-hmm. I used to do that. I have to get back into it. There's a lot of those like because it's a habit that wasn't, you know, there because we never had the food out. I like I was able to go in and out of my fridge whenever. Um, but I didn't sneak the food the way my children do, mm. right? So maybe I did start the veggie uh tray with fruit and that would go. So it was mm-hmm. good. But then again, it's it's something that that continuously having that habit, maybe Sundays cut up the veggies mm-hmm. and then just have them stored so that it's easier for me. So I'm not like chop, 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 chop every day, right? You just do it the one time. And you <laughs> totally. do that in the summer too, right? Yeah, when they're home. Say, yeah. yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. And access to the cupboards. I, I love eating like your middle one. You said like a charcuterie board. That's my lunch all the time. A little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of that. And so I always create this like, especially in the summer, I'll do fruits, veggies and kind of leave it out. And my husband always laughs because he's like, why do you leave that out? But it's gone by the end of the day and they grab it as they go. Like rarely do they want to sit and actually eat, which is how we should probably be eating. But I find they get it in because they're eating on the go. Yeah. And then it's easy to say, yes, go grab a handful of veggies. Then you can have your cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they're filled up with fiber, then they're not going to gorge on 10 cookies. 10 cookies. Yeah. Yeah, And water, right? Yeah. Water. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, the veggie thing is such a good habit. I used to do that. I feel like I've fallen off the wagon. But yeah, on a Sunday, just like cut up a bunch of veggies. And then when you're making lunches, it makes it so yeah, easy so too, easier right? Too. You're just like hugging it in. Yeah, Done. absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to make them do the lunches again. Yeah, you were good at that. I was so good. And then <laughs> yeah, here happens, I am, right? right? Um, but yeah, I used to cut up and then put all the healthy stuff. I'm like, you now pick what you want in your lunch. And, you know, they would. And then they would ask for a treat and I would look in and see, mm, that's not enough, you know, the good stuff for a treat. And then, 
Yeah, so I think I'll I'll mm-hmm. I'll start. I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, it's a chal- May challenge. May and it's May first, so you go. Yeah. Well, and pretty soon too. Like I get my girls to. Your kids can probably do that too. I get them to cut up the veggies. Yeah, and yeah, and they get it all done. I think the more you can include them, right? Mm-hmm. The more control they feel that mm-hmm. they have, and when you give them control, they often are more likely to succeed. Yeah, yeah that's like, smart. Do you want carrots or celery today? Which one do you feel? Yeah, <laughs> the choices. None. 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 Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine are good, but as I said, not steamed. They like they'll eat raw cruciferous vegetables. Like right. they'll eat all of it crunchy all the time. But you know, as kids soon as are so steamed, funny. It's yeah. funny. But I'm your choose the own adventure made me think about how. My, I do a lot of that too. And then my sister one day decided to do choose your own adventure stir fry. And her kids like don't usually eat stir fry. And then she discovered her one daughter was like, I want peppers, but don't cook the peppers. Put mine on. I want them raw. And she was like, oh, I didn't know you didn't like cooked peppers. And then she ate so many red peppers because it wasn't cooked. So you find out things. We do that with omelets. And that was a whole eye-opening experience too because our middle one, I didn't think she liked omelets, but when she had control over what went into it and what was added at the end, Mm -hmm. I was like, because sometimes they don't like, my son likes the cheese as a pocket, like after you folded it and it just melts. Where my other two, like it all melted in. I was like, that's such an easy thing. I'm making an individual omelet. Why not? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's where I think kids are weird, right? No, they just have these particular like, or like Evie is like, yesterday we were at lunch and she like got sauce on it that she didn't like and she was moving her food around. I'm like, go get another paper plate. Like it was a barbecue. I was like, go get the paper plate. So she didn't have her sauce touching it. And then she ate the whole, like it wasn't even healthy food. It was like Texas toast and whatever at this barbecue. But yeah, she, uh, yeah. I think sometimes we forget that they're little humans with their own desires as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I don't want to be a shorter to cook, but I, there are certain ways that yeah. we yeah. can coexist here. Right? Yeah. Particularly if it means they're going to eat it and get more in. It's like, I can make those small adjustments to ensure that you're, yeah, maybe you're going to eat it. I should do that because they come in at me and they're like, mommy, can I have this and this? And I'm like, whoa. This is not a restaurant and I'm not your waitress and I ain't taking orders. You get what you get. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, because sometimes it's too much. For, I want this egg. I don't, maybe I'll have two eggs. Maybe not. I'll see after the first one. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, I'm not going to cook all day. Because you have to take, boundaries, right? yeah. Yeah. To take yeah. care Please. of your own needs. <laughs> I also do think too, I don't know about you guys as kids, but we have an abundance of choices Mm -hmm. and food often. So when you open the fridge, you know, if you've just gone to Costco, it's like all this food is in the fridge. And I know my kids kind of go like, they plow through it in a week, you know, whereas when I was a kid, we didn't have that much choice. And I don't think my, we didn't have Costco. Like nobody went to go get keg sizes of things. It was like, you had your veggies and your fruit for the week and that was it. And we didn't eat a lot outside of um, mealtimes. We just didn't. That's why I don't Costco. We had Costco in Ontario. Like when, I, when, I was when I was in high school, we yeah, had a Costco in London and my sister was littler, I guess, but my mom would always go to Costco. Yeah. No, no, yeah. yeah, I don't remember. Oh, I purposely I don't grocery yeah. shop now except for on Sunday because otherwise the week's worth of food would be eaten over the weekend. Yeah. Mm, that's smart. So smart. That is smart. Yeah. So I now grocery shop on Sunday or Monday until Friday and then I'll buy enough for the weekend. Um, but if I do a full shop on a Friday, they eat it all. 
over the oh weekend. God, it's that's smart. Yeah. Well, I say I I run around like a crazy person in my house, and I go, "That's it. I spent. I got all this money." At this, like a couple times, I've said, "You've eaten everything." So this is your lunch today. It looks very dry, but guess what? You ate all the. Pres- <laughs> you ate everything. So yeah. I'm done, and I'm, I'm not going, going to the grocery shopping. shopping. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not really at home yet, but <laughs> <laughs> one day it will. One day it will. One day. Yeah. I get them to be creative because I'm like, if they eat everything, I'm like, well. This was supposed to be for mm-hmm. the week for your lunches, but now they're gone because you took it and snuck it and whatever. Um, so now you can get to pick. What do you want? Uh, pickles? Uh, what do you want? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, spicy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the canned stuff, and they, they'll put it in. Like uh, what's up? the beans? The hot beans? Oh, oh the pickled beans. Pickle pickle, beans. Yeah, oh. they they were eating pickled beans the other day. Wow, <laughs> we, had, we had nothing, you know. And I do I do a lot of left leftovers as well. So I like cooking enough for either lunch the next day and I will put the rice and whatever their leftovers. I just wish they would have um, something to reheat it. One child has a microwave in their class and one doesn't, right? Mm. So I can give them, you know... Mr. Noodles. (laughs) We do the thermoses, but yeah, same thing. It's not everything can go in there, right? Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I wish they would. There's no cafeterias, is there? Not in Greece anymore. But that's the thing is like when we went to school, we had a lunch area. Yeah, we did too. With a a microwave. With a microwave. Yeah. What about middle school? Do they have a... No. no, in high school, they have cafeterias. Yeah. Yeah. Not that my son has shared. Yeah. Um, And I'm sure there'd be a massive line. Yeah, that's was, the right? other thing, right? Yeah. Oh, in high school, there was one microwave in the cafeteria. And one day I just got so fed up that I cleaned it. Oh. And I just, it was so gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's hard to make those choices in cafeterias too. Yeah. You know, French well, fries. Or French fries, cookies. Yeah. Ugh. So it leads me to think about like, and I think you said that this was how they did it when you guys were in Taiwan, where the it would be, would it be worth it to sort of like, wouldn't it be great if the school was like, listen, you're going to pay a little bit extra for the year and then we're going to provide lunches and it's going to be a bit of a hot thing and you're going to have like, wouldn't that be so amazing? It was, yeah, it was amazing. When we lived in Taiwan, the kids started school, all I needed to do, my job was to clean the bowls. They had three bowls. They had their spoon, their fork and their chopsticks. Uh, So then, yeah, yeah. I just clean them after school in the morning, pack them in. They would get a hot bun stuffed with uh, beans, sometimes with prune stuff. So they love them. We still, they still want me to go to, you know, like, I don't think we have a TNT here, but whatever. (laughs) And they eat those kinds of things. And then they would get Mm. soup. They would have noodles, rice. Um, Yeah, all these fishy things that I was like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Uh, But (laughs) But they would eat it there. But they would eat it because it was a whole like um, class. So I'm sure there's kids that, you know, wouldn't per se. But that was the culture, right? So it wasn't like, oh, sorry, you don't like, it was just, you eat what you're given. Yeah. Right. And there's no other option. And I think here, like we have so much processed food, which changes your taste buds. Right. So Mm -hmm. that's where all of our hot lunch programs end up catering to the fast food Mm -hmm. because that's what the majority will eat. But you see, you hear about that in a lot of other countries where they make real yummy food yeah. for kids at school, which they would thrive mm. if they were fed that at lunchtime. As with parents. That, yeah. Because we don't have to worry about it. Well, in the hot lunch program here is interesting, I find, because like you're saying, it's all fast food. 
But in Vancouver, I think maybe because it's more like yuppie or whatever sometimes, but there was one school I went to, if we went to, there was hot lunch four days a week and it was all healthy stuff. Like it was made through a catering company and you ordered it and it was uh, like all whole food. Like it was good. And that was nice. Plus it made the school a ton of money. And then I came here and I was like, oh, I'm just ordering McDonald's, yeah. like burgers, pizza. Or like yeah. it's nothing Cheese healthy. Pizza. And the BC does have a standard for schools to follow, but it's it's up to the packs to really understand and be able to work with it. But then they also have to sell it, right? Yeah. And It's because they don't well, get munch a lunch. I can't speak for other <laughs> schools, but I know like my kids, the school, there's almost 700 kids. And so what they were saying is for the parents to distribute... Pizza's easy, right? Yeah. If yeah. Right, and and it's like they can only have so many options because if you've got seven hundred kids and you're trying to get food out, so I understand where they're coming mm-hmm. from. 100%. You, know, you can't have like we've got a salad with no egg and we got this and we got like you can't. So their hands are a little bit tied. But we personally didn't do hot lunch this program for that reason because I said yeah, it's not it good half yeah. the time and the kids don't even like it and yeah so we just didn't even do it I let my girls choose it once a month but even since January they haven't chosen anything no. um, and then my son from middle school you choose a month five days a week or you don't choose anything at all mm. and oh. um, I'm not willing to pay for lunch yeah. five yeah. days a week for him <laughs> yeah. yeah that's a lot no, yeah. for sure I don't mind making lunches so yeah, yeah. you're doing it for the other two anyways right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah so what are some of your, uh, now I know that you are a wealth of knowledge and I know that I was certainly fascinated because I know you were talking about you had done a fermenting class. Mm-hmm. Um, so tell us a little bit about fermenting and then also about gut health. I know that's two completely different things. Well, but they just- kind of go hand in hand, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So um, fermented foods are foods that are bringing in healthy bacteria, and our gut needs healthy bacteria to thrive. Um, And 70% of your immune system is found in your gut, as well Mm. as your two major happy neurotransmitters, so serotonin and dopamine, they start and are housed in your gut as well. So your gut is really a driver between so much of your health and what you feed it really dictates the health of it, right? Mm. As well as skin, there is like some new research about the skin health or skin gut access as well. So there is, and there your skin has a microbiome of its own. But oh, for men, yeah, I was just doing some extra research for a client over the weekend. I was like, oh, this is so fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, but fermented foods is bringing in, um, so fermented meaning that it has live bacteria in it. Okay. So some of the fermented foods that you'll find in the grocery store are more pickled, not actually truly fermented. So mm. if you're not finding them in the refrigerated section, okay. um, then they're more likely pickled. So they have vinegar in them, mm-hmm. which would kill all living bacteria. Oh, interesting. Um, so when you look at the ingredient list, you'd want to make sure it only has the food. So whatever vegetable or fruit it is, and then salt and water would be the mm-hmm. three ingredients that you would want for it to be truly fermented. And you would want to find it in the refrigerated section. Otherwise, fermented food, when it's sitting at room temperature, that's when the bacteria is brewing and it actually is bubbly. Mm-hmm. And then all these lids would be popping off yeah. and our grocery stores would stink. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it brings in all this healthy bacteria. And I mean, it's quite simple to actually make it at home. Um, much simpler than most people realize. I mean, I made a whole batch of sauerkraut and some um, fermented veggies this weekend in half an hour, right? So mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be a big production. Mm-hmm. And so what you're doing then is you're introducing a healthy bacteria to your gut as well as, which is probiotics. And then when you're eating it in a food form, that 
fiber in those vegetables is a prebiotic, which is actually feeding that gut or that good bacteria to proliferate within your gut. So mm-hmm. really a key part to your nutrition and your overall well-being. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on kombucha? Because that one is fermented, but there's lots of sugar in it. Well, if it's truly fermented, there shouldn't be, like as it's being brewed, all that sugar is actually um, eaten up by the SCOBY. So the end result, if it's actually a truly fermented drink that they haven't added sugar later, there shouldn't be actually any sugar in it later. So some of the ones that you will find in the grocery store shelves have actual sugar added and they are pasteurized. So it's really just pop. You're not really getting the fermented Mm. um, or the benefit of the bacteria. So the best thing to do is to make your own. own. I used to get it delivered back um, when I lived in Vancouver. It would come in like a a tumbler and then you could put them outside kind of like milk jugs and then they'd come around once a week and they give you new ones. But it was like all natural fermenting, no sugar. It's just really looking into uh, the brand and you can ask questions. I mean, there's some really great ones made here in Kelowna that don't have the added sugars. They're really clean, full of good bacteria, Mm -hmm. or you can make your own, which is cumbersome. I go through fits and starts with it, but... So kombucha is is a little bit cumbersome to make your own. It is. I mean, ferments. Yeah, and I often let it go too long, so I get some really healthy vinegar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's like me and uh, starting because uh, my Polish roots. We didn't really growing up in communist Poland. You didn't have access to fresh vegetables, and like it, it was, so you grew your own. And then over winter, we had barrels of sauerkraut where mm-hmm. it was in there, uh, the pickles, the you know salad. So that's when you go to Europe. To Poland specifically, and you order a salad, make sure that you know it's not a green salad that you're getting. You're going to get three different, like red cabbage, white cabbage, and mixed cabbage with carrots. That's so yummy. Salad, right? So, yeah. yeah, we do a lot of pickling, but not bigger, like fermenting with. Like my mom, my, my mom and my dad, um, they used to do it together. And so we're on our last two jars of pickles. So she's Ooh. like, oh, my, I must prep. <laughs> so we're going to, um, for her to have something to do during her retired years, not that she doesn't have anything to do. She's quite the socialite. <laughs> um, I want her to start like a pickling class. Oh, or yeah, Right. So then people, because it is, it's it's quite simple. But, you know, people are nervous to start this. So it'd be mm-hmm. nice to have a community of women coming and, you know, doing your own jars where we live in a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. We all have access to a lot of like vegetables and fruits. And when harvest comes, my dad was the best at like going on marketplace and finding these little farms that had like peppers, a buck a pound. You know, so right. we were like, we're pickling peppers. You know? <laughs> yeah. But it's so good. The kids really love that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a good way of getting some veggies and, and stuff into the kids. Cause I'd love to do even just like, you know, cooking with bapcha in the kitchen. Yeah. I would love to just like all her recipes yeah. and like all that wisdom from the, yeah. you know, that came More with like you. More like the pierogi stuff. Most of the yeah. cooking I do in the house. My mom hates cooking. Is that right? <laughs> she does not like, she likes doing certain things. Yeah. And she's good at it. So like making pierogies, her dough is so soft Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not hard, mm-hmm. you know, and the fillings and stuff like that. They're true pierogies. So I know when the kids come, oh, you know, Babcia's pierogies, we need. I'm like, no, we just have the whatever brand there. Right. So the store right now. <laughs> so my mom 
was saying that she needs to go buy blueberries because the kids love blueberry uh, pierogies mm. and you eat them cold. Why didn't even know that was a thing? Yeah, yeah. So you can put yeah blueberry pierogies, you boil them, then you let them cool and then you make a homemade sauce. Again, this is like recipes from communist Poland where we didn't have whipped cream <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. We had to make our own. But you get sour cream, just plain sour cream. You add sugar and then you stir it and that's your sauce over top like some sweetness yeah so you can put blueberries on top and yeah it tastes creamy and and yummy and healthy well i was gonna say you don't have all that other crap that's in whipped cream in there yes right yeah so yeah yeah Cool. Well, I guess cooking with bo- There you go. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's the best cooking with yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Communist cooking with <laughs> So, so you exactly. Heard it yeah, first. yeah. Exactly. Trademark brand that. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, th- yeah, that's, I mean, geez, we could get into a whole thing there. But so, Kirsten, getting back to, uh, Kirsten, sorry, getting back into um, gut health and tell me a little bit more about this skin <laughs> research that you talked about. Yeah, it was just that um, our skin, because it is your biggest organ, right. is has its own microbiome on top of it, but it also will absorb. And more the more inflamed your gut is, you will start to see that inflammation in the skin mm. derma as well. So I'm just at the beginning part of the research for clients. So I've got a whole rabbit hole that I started to go down and I had to cut myself off. But mm. um yeah, it's pretty fascinating to mm-hmm. see that, um, you know, skin funguses and psoriasis and eczema is definitely heavily linked to your gut health and inflammation in your gut or leaky gut. So your gut allowing particles to move into the bloodstream that are not, not meant to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even as a hairstylist, I would always say to be, you know, your hair, skin and your nails are your biggest tell of what's going on. So even speaking to some of my clients, sometimes if they've got hair issues, I will say I'm not a nutritionist, but take a look at what's going on inside because it's usually indicative of Mm. something could be inside as well. Well, yeah, I'd say those are your three biggest telltales, right? Because that's where we can see the most of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then I know you were talking about, um, well, like when we were talking about, you know, talking about the podcast, you were saying that you do a lot of work around supporting to help like say, I know it's not only moms, but moms remember to eat, right? Like, or how to eat throughout your day and feel yourself. Like I know I'm bad at that. Um, at like remembering to eat during the day. I'm just like, go, go, go. And then I'm super hangry by dinner time. And then the kids, like you're trying to make dinner for the kids, hangry. That doesn't work either. Yeah. So it's, what are your tips for? Well, I'd say the biggest thing is trying to get in three meals a day, right? So when you're thinking three meals versus meals and snacks, you're having to think of a lot less food. Mm-hmm. So three nourishing meals, making sure you have some fiber, so veggies, a good source of protein and some fats. But planning ahead is the key, right? So in the moment, we're all going to get busy and forget. So just taking, you know, 10 minutes at the beginning of your week and just planning ahead for your week. But your nourishment is the key to everything. That's where your energy comes from. That's where your ability to think, to cl- to clearly create, right? You have all these moms that are big creators and they're wondering why they're getting these blocks and your brain needs that fuel. Your brain is your biggest energy source or your your biggest energy user. So if it's not being fueled throughout the day, 
you're kind of hooped, right? right? And then that hangry thing. But then it leads to so many other health issues um, in terms of stress because you're constantly stressed trying to pick up. So just nourishing yourself regularly, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I mean, they don't need to be at certain times. Breakfast is your first meal of the day, not living off a of coffee and mm-hmm. running out the door making sure you're bringing some food with you so that you can nourish yourself wherever that is, right? You know, get your kids to school and take five minutes to eat something. Yeah. What do you think, uh, speaking of eating the three meals, uh, intermittent fasting, right? So I know breakfast is, you know, the breaking fast, so whenever, but you're saying, you know, don't leave the house just on coffee, what about those who are like intermittent fasting and let's say they don't start till noon? And I only say don't leave the house in that without a plan, I guess I should okay. have said, because I don't intermittent fasting, um, lots of great research out there, not for everyone for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, just meaning the first drop of food that you are feel, fueling your body because that's setting you up for the day. So, you know, blood sugar regulation mm-hmm. is really important both for women's health from a hormonal perspective, but also a... Um, energy perspective. So those that first drop of food that you feed yourself, making sure it's from a good amount of protein, good healthy source of fats mm-hmm. and good carbohydrates. My only problem with intermittent fasting is sometimes people then just have coffee until their first meal. And coffee, when you look at your adrenals and your... Um, your stress hormones mm-hmm. can really throw you into that. So if you're not going to have any food, then maybe have water until your first okay. meal. Oh, that's or decaffeinated. Yeah. Yeah. Decaffeinated. There you go. That's what I knew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good tip for sure. Yeah. But it's just really making sure you're fueling yourself mm-hmm. at regular intervals. So you shouldn't be yeah. going hungry, but some people don't get hungry. Like my husband can go all day and not eat because mm-hmm. he never gets hungry. So for those people, I say just set a timer and mm-hmm. take some time to walk away from your desk. Mm. eat a proper lunch so that you aren't just grabbing everything and ravaging hungry and then eating right till bedtime because you're fasting your body does need to fast right and that's the whole point of three meals a day too so you're not constantly eating so you're giving your digestive system a break Mm. but I mean if you have dinner at six then 12 14 hours really you're looking at six to 8 a.m. really it's not a huge amount of time yeah that's true and then carbs I know carbs are fuel for the brain right Mm -hmm. and you know all these diets that are out there constantly cut out carbs cut out carbs but then you know I feel like what are some of those carbs that we need Mm -hmm. besides like you know what are are your thoughts on bread Because I'm yeah, well, Polish. <laughs> we could eat the bread whole loaf. Yeah. <laughs> I really think it depends where the bread is from, right? So yeah. if it's the grocery store that never goes moldy bread, that's yeah. not your best source of bread, right? But right. if it's just clean ingredients, I mean, and the more whole grain, the better yeah. for sure. Um, I mean, gluten is a pretty big inflammatory too. So I'm always mindful of that with gut health, but... Um, just the more whole, the more clean. I had a loaf of bread that one time we left in our cupboard and went away to Ontario for 10 days and came back and it was still fresh as the day we <laughs> left it. So those are the ones you want to be not, not eating, right? Yeah. The fewer the ingredients, the better. Yeah. But carbohydrates come in all different sources, right? Like it's like the one parent to three siblings. So like within that category is your fiber, your sugars and your starches. So it just mm-hmm. depends where those carbohydrates are coming from. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of the... Um, like brain food, what what can we eat for, you know, brain health, some key things and um, 
Yeah, just brain health and sort of overall Nourishing fats is the big one. So a lot of the fats that we have are heavily processed, but looking at your omega-3s, that's a really powerful brain health food. Um, And And would you say a supplement or which foods can we consume for that? Well, um, I don't... Supplements are great, but the more you can eat in your everyday life, supplements Mm -hmm. are there to supplement what you can't get in, right? So one of the easiest ones is to make your own salad dressing. Right. And then bring in a flax oil as the fat in there. There's a very powerful omega-3. Um, keep it in the fridge because otherwise it um, deteriorates when it's exposed to sunlight and heat. But that's a really easy way to bring in some healthy fats, right? Throw um, flaxseed oil into your smoothie if you're a smoothie eater. Yeah. Right, those sorts of things. What Avocados. About just even flax seed, or is the oil better? No, flax seeds are flax great. Seeds yeah, chia okay. seeds are fishy. great. Fish flax seed. Mm. I find them like a. There's a fishy taste to it. Mm. I don't know why. I eat a ton um, of flax seed and flax oil. Actually, that's <laughs> probably why I'm so smart. Yeah, any, yeah. Of, <laughs> any, of, those, <laughs> any of those nuts and seeds are great as long as you're buying them in the raw form and storing them in the fridge right. and freezer. Because as soon as they're uh, roasted, then those fats are being. Uh, deteriorated right I always um there was that thing for uh, eat the nut for the body part right so yeah. for brain it was the walnut yeah right because it has the it the looks brain. like a brain right yeah. and then so on and so forth right so there was a chart I looked at I'm like oh cool okay I need a lot of more brain power yeah. <laughs> I'll eat this. we eat a ton of nuts in our house and as yeah. I said that's like my kids as their lunch half the time is a handful of nuts and some fruits and veggies so it was really tricky with and then proteins but. and carbohydrates are important but looking for those more dense carbohydrates so carbohydrates that are whole form so like an apple for example is a great form of a carbohydrate because you're getting lots of fiber in there to slow the digestion of the sugars that are mm. coming along with it and if you pair it with say a nut butter then you're giving yourself lots of energy plus you're giving yourself some healthy fats for your brain mm. what about lectin pectin and all that other stuff now there's all this stuff online doctor whatever his name is you know don't eat tomatoes don't eat this don't eat like how do you kind of navigate this type of marketing because it's it's crazy like this is not good but eat the veggies but it's not yeah. this veggie but this and you could well, find supporting evidence against you too. can find it for everything right and some people can't digest lectins as well pectin is important for many things as well right and it's not all good or bad it's very heavily individualized mm-hmm. but I always say to my clients the first thing we need to come back to is basics right like most people aren't eating primarily whole foods. So let's get back to eating whole foods. Let's get back to eating three meals a day and let's get back to drinking lots of water. And then when we get back to those basics, then we can start looking at like FODMAPs and lectins and gluten and dairy, right? But Mm -hmm. if we have all those processed foods in there, is it the processed foods or is it the real foods? Like we don't really know. So Mm -hmm. let's get rid of most of the processed foods. There There is a place for it. And I don't like to villainize any foods, but when you're primarily fueling yourself through processed foods and you're having digestive health let's clean that up first mm-hmm. and then then we can look at all the all yeah. the rules that are out there <laughs> that get overwhelming but those aren't the primary problem usually it's yeah. usually all the fillers that are in the yeah. other thing and not being nourished from proper foods and being severely dehydrated mm. like water i mean our body is 70 percent water kids are even higher percentage of water and each of our organs use water so when we're in a world where we're go 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 we're not um drinking water we're not eating fresh foods which are loaded with water Mm -hmm. um we're living off of 
caffeine and then moving to wine in the evening, right? And lots of sugar. These are all very dehydrating foods. So hydration is like the number one. And then moving back to as much whole foods as possible. That's and why I water my wine. And there you, you guys go. always <laughs> give me heck for that. You add one or two. Oh, add she does. To, I think you're oh neutralizing at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, and I would imagine too, you know, um, I would imagine that once someone cleans up their their gut health and their diet, that then all of a sudden the things that they thought they were allergic to, like tomatoes and things like that, all of a sudden your body probably can handle those kinds of things again. Yeah, it depends if it's an allergy, right? Like a true anaphylactic allergy, that's not going to clean that up. But like a sensitivity for sure, Mm -hmm. um, once you clean up that gut health, it will Mm -hmm. clean up. So tell me about, because in a in our real world, like in a perfect world, you would eat great all the time, but that's not how the world works, right? And I know for our household, it's kind of like on the weekends, we'll decide, okay, we're going to have chips and chocolate today. And then we don't during the week kind of thing. It's like a weekend thing. So, but after like, I would say maybe a big weekend of garbage, let's just say, what's, what's something that we can do to kind of get back on track? Because I find for myself, my... My cravings and my gut health is so good when I don't. And then as soon as I go into that garbage food, it's like all of a sudden now I, it takes me so long to get back on track. And I'd say the biggest thing is enjoy that time yeah. because they, that still fulfills a need that we need to have. So we still need to eat for joy. Right. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, it's just being mindful and having some compassion, but water and fiber, you're too best friends when it comes okay. to cleaning up, right? So fiber in your gut will grab on to all the extras, all those toxins. It will help to regulate your blood sugar because usually after a good binge session, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you're going to have lots of toxins and your blood sugar is going to be dysregulated. Yes. So bringing that blood sugar back so that you're not getting those cravings. So just making sure you're getting lots of protein, lots of fiber and mm-hmm. lots of water, you'll be well. Okay. 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 Nice. Okay, because we all go, <gasps> so yeah, <no. laughs> who's going to go. ask the question? Okay, so... Um, I don't drink milk. I do eat cheese and it's whatever, but it just, um, and I don't, I'm not a big cheesy uh, person. Maybe I am. Uh So, you know, we have almond milk, oat milk and all those kind of, and I, I, my kids don't drink milk either. I, I had them off milk um, right away, like when they were born. You know, we we did the formula, and then when everybody's like, have them have milk, milk at night, milk, 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 right? But now I'm hearing like, okay, almond is not good, oat is for you know cows, whatever, because that's what you would feed them, and then you know coconut if it's this and like again, there's so much yes. out there. So now like, okay, so I buy almond milk, I bought oat milk, and now coconut milk. Which one? Like, <laughs> well, there yeah. is no one size fits all, and you don't need to drink milk. Yeah. Like, I don't drink milk. My kids, I can count on two hands how often they drink milk. I have a dairy, dairy allergy, so yeah. um, we don't have it. You can get calcium. If it's from a calcium point of view, you can get calcium from so many other foods mm-hmm. that you don't need to be drinking milk. Like, what? Give me, I would, that's what I was curious about. Leafy greens it? have calcium okay. in them. Okay. Uh, meat has calcium in them, okay. right? And it's just a matter of whether you're able to absorb that calcium. Vitamin mm. D helps you absorb that calcium, mm. right? So there are all of these minerals are in tons of other food. A lot of the milk thing comes from marketing from the dairy. Board. I was going to say it's huge right? marketing. And it's very 
pasteurized and a lot of it, a lot of the goodness is taken out of it, uh, the fats, right? So skim milk is essentially liquid sugar um, Mm -hmm. because you have no fats in there. So I don't personally think that milk is super important. Um, There's lots of things you can do for bone health and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. otherwise. As far as like the almond milks, the oat milks, the coconut milks, they have a lot of fillers in them. Um, It's just about, I'd say unsweetened is best, but one's not better than the other. If Mm. you're really adventuresome, they're really easy to make at home. Um, Mm -hmm. But they do have fillers in them. So that's if you're comparing like dairy cow milk to the other ones. Yes, there's not as many fillers, but it's just been stripped of all of its nutrients versus like the gargums and the thickeners and the shelf stabilizers. Mm. But I don't think there's one superior to the other and one inferior to the other. I think it's just, you're not drinking gallons and gallons and Mm -hmm. gallons of it. So enjoy it for what you need it for. Can you tell us a few ingredients that we should absolutely under all like steer clear of? Well, sugar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So sugar is really that bad. Sugar hey? is quite, I mean, I mean refined sugar. So okay. I don't mean sugar from fruit. Right. When we're talking refined sugars and like fructose that's added to things. Okay. Um, so give us some of the names of sugar because that's the other thing is like sugar has a lot of names. It does have a lot of names. And now I'm going to blink because you just <laughs> yeah. have to know. Okay. Okay. I don't want to put you on the Fructose is one of fructose, them. Fructose, sucrose, um, it's usually all in different names like that. Anything okay. that's really on the shelf usually has sugar okay. added to it. Interesting. And I mean, you can get into the stevias and things like that. And they, um, there's lots of different ones out there and some of them will affect blood sugar differently. It's not that it's bad. It's if you're fueling from it on an everyday basis, right? Mm-hmm. If you're having a cookie as a dessert once in a while, don't sweat the sugar, right? But it's yeah. when you're craving it, you're starting your day with box cereal and skim milk and then you're moving into a cookie or the bear paws that we talked about right and then you're finishing off dinner with something from a package that's loaded with sugar Mm -hmm. right so it's just the volume of sugar that we eat um and that's where it's not great yeah um yeah I started my kids I noticed that they crave less sugar because I cut out the bread in the morning for lunch I'll I'll do like a half sandwich uh, for them, but in the morning I'll give them an egg, a half an avocado, and some fruit. Whether it's you know papaya, whatever they're really into, mangoes now. So to, for that sugar, and I notice that they're craving less. They're they're not Kaylee especially is not going. Mommy, can I have a treat in my lunch? Can I treat because it's starting to mm-hmm. kind of curb those cravings. Well, breakfast, that's why it is the most important meal of the day because it will set you on that glucose roller coaster or keep you off of that glucose roller mm-hmm. coaster. So if you're starting with a lot of sugar, then you're going to tank and guess what your body craves? More sugar to bring yeah. you back up, right? right? So high protein, good, healthy fats for the morning will curb those sugar cravings for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And then processed fats is the other one that I would say is like really important to try to avoid. And that's just anything that's... Um, like your saf- sunflower oils and your safflower oils, things that are heated and um, like margarine, for example, that's been um, disassociated and then brought back. Mm-hmm. So those are those ones are really inflammatory for the body. Mm. But sugar is the big one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's kind of in everything. Like you it's said, everything. Hey? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. do you make a majority of your own sauces and dressings and things like that, Kirsten? Well, when I'm on my game, yes. Yeah. But I am a mom with three busy kids, right? Run my own business. My husband travels a lot. So when I'm on my game, yes, I do try to make I do try to make all of our own salad dressings. My husband still likes 
his craft salad dressing, right? So our house is not perfection. Yeah. Um, we try to do our best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We try to do our best, right? Yeah. So I do try to make my own salad dressing. We buy hummuses and sauces, but I just really try to look for really clean ingredients mm-hmm. um, because I don't believe in perfection. Like the stress of doing it all mm-hmm. is just as detrimental as sometimes eating those convenience foods. So that's where it's really about balancing it all out. I know. I remember I did the whole 30 one time and that was where you make everything and you make your own almond milk and I did it for a month and I mm-hmm. felt like I was in the kitchen for mm-hmm. a month. Like yeah. I did not, that's all I did was make food and then you'd clean up from that and you're like, okay, start the next day's food. Like it, I was really healthy. I, you know, felt great, looked great, but I couldn't sustain that. There was mm-hmm. no way. Most people can't, right? Especially when you have more than yourself to worry about. Yeah. So that's why it's bridging the gap of the things that you're doing every day or the things you want to clean up. But the things that you do once in a while, like your pizza and chip night, you're not doing that every day. So enjoy it, right? Mm -hmm. Birthday cake, enjoy it when you celebrate. But it's the things that you do day after day. Try to clean it up. I find it's getting hard for me to enjoy it just because it's like days of feeling like garbage after. It's like that food hangover, right? When you're you're eating clean and then you don't do that one day, you pay dearly. Yeah, And when I say enjoy it, I mean from a place of not guilt. Like if you notice that it hurts your body, then don't. But don't feel guilty about it. Yeah, you still let go of the guilt. (laughs) I do, but but I'm more conscientious of it now in the sense that I'm like, okay, I know that what this is going to be like for the next couple of days. And mm-hmm. so then I do plan to kind of, you know, but Get I love that. that adding fiber and, and higher protein. Mm-hmm. Fiber and water will help to balance yeah. that out quite a bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, well that was fast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It did go by fast. That yeah. went fast. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. We always do this, Kirsten, where we, it's like we can <laughs> yeah. talk for another six hours and yeah. then somebody's watching the time and we go, oh my gosh, I've yeah. done. I'm the time watcher. I'm like, okay, ladies, wrap her up. Wrap her up. <laughs> yeah. But um, okay, well, tell us before we wrap up, like if you can think of a time in motherhood that you could go, you'd want to go back and do like a do-over on this one moment. I always say I wish I could do my first child over again with the wisdom I have for my third. Oh, that is deep. Oh, that is good. I always yeah. say if I could go back and parent him like with the security as I know from everything I know with my third, I would. Yeah. That's such a great line. Because true? it's so hard the first time you have a kid, right? Because you're just like, you know, you everything's know. new. Yeah. yeah. And all and the shoulds and everyone yeah, has should, all should, the should. rules. And then by yeah. the third one, I was like, yeah, they're fine. They're yeah. fine. They're, have we don't drink milk. They'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. So then what would you give um, like a first time mom? Like what would your advice be then to them? Just trust their instincts. I truly believe that moms know their children best and Mm. there's lots of rules out there, but they don't always fit the box. Mm -hmm. And I truly think that if we stop and trust ourselves, we know what's best. Nice. I like that. I do. And um, okay, if people want to find you, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Instagram and Facebook and it's uh, Green Thumb Health and Nutrition. And then I have a website, which is greenthumbhealthandnutrition.ca. Okay, awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Kirsten. Awesome. Until next time. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. So tell us what's going on in your world. What's what's working? What's not working? How we can support you? What are some good topics? And don't forget to follow us at Let's Not Sugarcoat It Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. Until next time. Bye. Bye. See you.